0: Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Sebastian Sloven, and with me, co-host, Sonia Mohamed.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: What's up, Sonia? Oh, that's when you say something.
1: Oh, nothing much. Oh, How great. How about you?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. I'm excited for our show today. I tend to say that every time, but this time, I really mean it. We've got an awesome show. <laughs> we are going to be talking about the inner work of wellness in the digital age and we've got a three-part series going on this is part one welcome to part one
1: i love series
0: Sonia loves series and basically the idea here is that we talk a lot about you know tips and tricks and different ways to create healthy relationships with technology and nature uh that are more like on the technical side meaning uh, like things like turning off your notifications. Or getting your phone out of the bedroom, or finding a certain amount of time to go out into nature. Mm-hmm. And those are all really important practices. They're critical for wellness in the digital age. And at the same time, um, there's a lot we can do on the sort of inner work side of things, the back end. And um, so, really, the, the idea behind this three part series is to look beneath the surface. And um, you know, this is a lot of the core of what we do with our coaching clients and how we often talk about this is in three main categories and these are the three kind of core categories of inner work and they are mindfulness mindset and inner alignment and so this episode is going to be talking about mindfulness and the role it plays in um the inner work of wellness in the digital age exciting exciting yeah um and i think this also i want to say, say that last episode we did a kind of review of the social dilemma, which is a recently released uh, documentary on Netflix. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, we highly recommend checking it out. But one of the things we talked about in the last podcast was, it was a little interesting how they did a super good job of nailing the problem, the attention economy, and, and the sort of the vortex of social media, but nothing on solutions. And so this is, um, you know, I think a, an inspiration out of that movie and documentary is wanting to set, spend more time with solutions. Before we jump into though, Sonia, what are the latest Nature and Play updates?
1: Yeah, well, um, Yeah. we are still recording this podcast and doing it as an audio-only podcast and have it on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. So we've got our podcasts on YouTube, and then we've also got some really great, like quick tips, um, you know, really digestible videos that help you along your way, help you to have a better relationship with uh, both technology and nature. We and, call it um, oh, yeah. Tube yes YouTube,
0: and youtube um
1: what else so we've also got a, a trip coming up a family retreat a family adventure to joshua tree that's november 13th through 15th and um if you are a family and you want to come with us um we would love to have you there's still some spaces left it's a beautiful time to visit joshua tree uh we're very excited to go And then also we've started doing uh, wellness workshops, wellness in the digital age workshops. So we're doing those virtually right now, but um, we had our first one this week and it went really well. And we have um, another one coming up October 29th, and that's going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, this is going to become sort of a regular thing for us. Um, So we hope you can join us. Uh, You can, you know, check our website for more information under workshops. There's some um, detailed info about what we cover and how to register and um, so hope to see some of you then those are our updates
0: oh great job on the updates i'm excited yeah yeah the workshop's been super cool i'm excited to do more of those yeah yeah okay let's jump into it part one of the inner work of wellness in the digital age i think to begin with it's important to talk about like you know what do we mean by the inner work of wellness in the digital age or what does inner work mean and I kind of gave a little bit of a frame for this in the beginning, um, but let's go a little little deeper. And I think one way there's a lot of different ways we could talk about this, a lot of different metaphors for this. But one way we like to talk about it is in the frame of this is kind of more of a leadership um, dynamic that is uh, looking at problems or issues. They usually have either a technical aspect to them or an adaptive aspect to them, and just, you know, we won't go super deep into this, but the technical work or technical problems are things that are straightforward. Um, they, they There's like a known solution already out there and that, you know, experts in the field often have answers to this. So, it's, you know, an example that we use sometimes is like you break your arm. It's a total bummer. It's a major it's a serious issue that needs to be resolved but there is a like kind of straightforward path to getting that fixed. You know, you go to the hospital, you go to a doctor, x-ray, cast, reset, whatever it is, and you're good to go. And that's kind of like what the technical work of wellness in the digital age is like, it's like getting your, get your phone out of the bedroom, like turn off notifications There's all sorts of things we can do that are super important. And there's all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what we call more like the adaptive work. And again, adaptive, the ab- adaptive challenges are things that require us to adapt. That's the word Adap- adaptive. And so it's like um, using sort of more the medical example, it's like having a heart attack. There's a technical piece of that. You go to the hospital, you get your heart fixed, mm-hmm. a stint or whatever, um, surgery needs to be done. But then there's this adaptive work that's more like the lifestyle change. And there's all sorts of things that go on. Um, that are more complicated and less straightforward about changing your diet, um, you know, exercising more, getting your family on board, and all these things are kind of, uh, there's just more that goes on. And so we're going to be focusing on the adaptive work today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the things we talk about a lot of times is it's, always easier to approach problems and look at problems and search for technical solutions. the quick fixes the things that you can put into practice or into place right away. Um, it's just sort of a human tendency to gravitate towards those solutions, but often um, it's that and you know this deeper adaptive work and you know taking the time to be reflective, to be thoughtful, to um, put in the energy and effort into, um, figuring out what the adaptive work is addressing it alongside the technical work to, to see the meaningful change totes and lasting change yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: i think another way this is maybe more simple but another way to look at this that we look at it is like an iceberg right we got the the tip of the iceberg is the stuff you can see you can fix super important and then there's all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes right yeah and as we mentioned in the intro the three main things here are that we that we see as the adapt uh, the, the behind the scenes work are mindfulness, mindset, and inner alignment. Today, we're going to talk about mindfulness, and I think I want to. Um, so let's start with like what mindfulness is. Yeah. We've talked about this in past in past podcasts, or in, you know, in a lot of the work we do. So a little bit of this is repeat or reminders, but I think it's helpful to just Definitely. check in with it. Yeah. So lots of definitions of mindfulness out there. Google it. There's like millions of things. It's hip. It's hot right now. You know, mindfulness very. is hot. very, very in. <laughs> uh, and so, but the definition we like to use is by our, uh, our pal, John Kabat Zinn. And the definition is paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non judgmentally. So essentially, it is the core of it is being in the moment. Uh, but it's making an an intentional decision to be in the moment and to kind of be as objective, objective as possible and not judging everything that happens.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I feel like that's, um, sounds sort of academic or like sort of makes sense, but doesn't really land or resonate. And, um, for me often, they also think about it as like, how do I get out of my head? How do I, you know, be here in my body in the moment, notice what's going on around me. Um, and you know that leads to sort of more thoughtful decisions, thoughtful comments. Um, you know, the presence leads to greater awareness and um, intention. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes I get lost. I really like John Kabat-Zinn's definition, um, and it is like one of the the easier to digest ones. And sometimes, still, I get a little bit like, "What does that mean?" So um, maybe that was helpful to reframe it that way, getting sort of out of our heads and sort of more in the moment, present, here, now. Um, noticing everything around us. God,
0: God. <laughs> so noticing <you're> everything noticing. <laughs> around us. It's
1: sort of weird dramatic pauses. But yeah, that's okay. I like that. Yeah.
0: I think, too, it's important to share that one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this is that we've had this conversation recently, sort of over and over again with a few different clients and friends mm-hmm. and just people in our lives that are, you know, we're in this age of COVID and the pandemic and social isolation and... And lots of stuff is kind of upside down and really challenging. And the conversation goes something like this: We start talking about mindfulness, and people are like, "Just I'm gonna stop you right there." Where uh, they're like totally overwhelmed with uh, like people telling them to just take a few deep breaths or to be in the moment or to do you know some sort of like meditation or something like that. Right. And and freaked out by it. And I think that that's important. It's not everyone, but that's it's it's certainly good advice to take a few deep breaths. And I get why people are just like enough with the mindfulness. So I think part yeah. of the purpose here is to maybe reframe this in ways that make it more, uh, make it work for you. It doesn't have to look the same to everyone.
1: Yeah. And I feel like um, if you're somebody who scrolls the news um, <laughs> frequently or like, you know, people are sending articles or whatever, a lot of the, the, the information out there right now about how to stay healthy, you know, during this pandemic, it's it really focuses on like, you know, physical movement and mindfulness is there every time. Um, and some articles and authors do this better than others, but um it's, you know, one of those things that's super easy in theory and pretty hard to put into practice or can be very challenging. And um, you know, sometimes there's not enough information given about like, well, how do I actually do that? How do I make time to take three breaths? Or like, you know, how do I start incorporating this practice into my daily routine? Um so we'll try to do a little bit of that too
0: yes indeed i think um let's talk about why though mindfulness is important when it comes to like tech use and screen sure. times and living in the digital age
1: and living in a very screen heavy world right now yeah. in the midst of a pandemic yeah
0: and and i think this goes in like why do we talk about mindfulness first in terms of it's a three-part series why not start with something different mm-hmm. and that's because mindfulness i mean to us is really the kind of first step of the inner work it's like the foundation of the inner work is to, you know, it's this is all mindfulness is all about raising our level of awareness and becoming more intentional. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a lot about the attention economy, right? Last episode was kind of all about that with the social dilemma and the attention economy. If you're not familiar with that, is basically the, the you know the system what's what's powering big tech companies right now, Facebook, Instagram, and all the social media is that the more we're paying attention to their Platforms or games or whatever it is, the more money they make. So they're doing everything possible, in very sneaky ways, to get us to be on their on our devices longer, mm-hmm. right? And so if you think about our smartphones or a lot of other gadgets now that have like smart qualities, uh, they are actively or the people behind them are trying really hard to pull us pull us into it to to, to pull us in our attention into that game or whatever. And so mindfulness is really like we we like to think about this as as a force field from Mm -hmm. the attention economy. It's like building up um, kind of a barrier, a protective bubble, a layer, a barrier (laughs) to the attention economy. It's really quite powerful. This kind of concept, this image of, you know, a person walking around with a bubble with a bubble (laughs) and like all the things like notifications, Uh, news alerts coming at the bubble. But then they're being repelled by the power of the mindfulness mindfulness I
1: get the sense that yours is more like a Jedi force field that like evaporates the notifications and mine's a cute little bubble that they bounce off of yeah that's just I'm noticing I don't know that
0: much about Star Wars but I think that the whole concept of this is very similar of the whatever (laughs) the the force
1: yeah yeah I mean yes okay
0: okay we won't get into (laughs) there's gonna be I know there's gonna be people
1: who are like, has, upset has about. Sebastian seen? Has, has he seen even seen it?
0: I've seen it. It's okay. been a while. Um, anyhow, so like, so the point there is that mindfulness, and again, it's a practice. It's not something you do, and then you have your force field up. It's a, it's a daily practice or a regular practice that you, over time, build up this wonderful bubble or force field or wh- whatever you want to call it, and that without this practice uh we know this for ourselves and we see it with our clients like without this this intentionality without this awareness we're sort of at the whim or we are at the whim of the attention economy so all those notifications all those dings all those likes or dislikes or whatever they are are pulling us Mm -hmm. in so many ways Mm -hmm. and we're kind of like are we heavy we're heavy on the analogies or metaphors but the um it's kind of like a ship with no with no anchor just kind of floating around uh at the mercy of the winds, at the mercy of the currents, without like having its own, uh, its own See? anchor. Oh, anchor.
1: Well, but if you're moving with the, okay. I think I get it. Like Go I'm talking about out. a
0: boat at like just. I want to stay here. Oh, you to I'm on stay. a boat. I'm am like by this really cool island. I want to stay here. <laughs> I don't have an anchor. Got it. Too many. Yeah.
1: Anyway. No, I get it. I'm following. You get I'm it. Yep. Got it.
0: It's like a North Star, uh, no, it. it's too when much. you're navigating. <laughs> The forest. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So the attention economy is, um, it's a power. It's a, you know, it's out there. It's sort of impacting us whether we realize it or not. And so the, the the idea, right, is that with a practice of mindfulness, we're more in touch with who we are, what we want, you know, where we are, what's going on around us, and a little less like tugged and pulled in different directions um by other people other things other notifications right yeah
0: totally and i i think this is um something important with mindfulness when talking about mindfulness is like we could sit here and talk about what it looks like what it is the theory the practice all day and without doing it actually doing something to like to build that Mm -hmm. you could know all the theory in the world and it's not going to make that much difference so it's really it only matters or it's only effective if we were able to put it into practice so maybe let's talk a little bit about different types of practices just a little bit and then i want to circle back to address the the thing we brought up earlier about people pushing back against mindfulness and be like yeah i'm gonna you know punch you if you give me another mindfulness recommendation (laughs) um so lots of practices of mindfulness out there and generally they're categorized in two different uh categories let's say uh formal and informal practices right Formal practices being really intentional daily or you know, semi-regularly um, engagements in mindfulness. That could be like, I do a 10-minute mindful breathing meditation every morning or I do an hour-long yoga practice in the afternoon or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, body scan, yoga, tai chi, qigong, um, walking meditation, eating meditation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lots of examples. But those are kind of the formal practices. And the idea here is that those are really important to build up the muscle, to build up your force field, to be able to deal with the daily craziness of the attention economy or whatever. You know, just in general, it's very helpful. And then there's informal stuff, which is basically like, how can you bring that awareness or present moment awareness into your life outside of the formal practice? Mm -hmm. So that could be doing a podcast, listening to a podcast, washing the dishes, driving a car, talking to friends um
1: doing a puzzle
0: doing a puzzle yeah yeah lots of lots of options right basically like how can you infuse the rest of your day with more awareness Mm -hmm. right yep and so i think the again this doesn't go for everyone but it's circling back to that kind of the pushback against mindfulness and hearing kind of too much about it right now is this idea that it has to look a certain way i think i think this is not for everyone but i think the people i'm picturing you know it's really like i don't like to sit it's, it doesn't work for me to sit and try and meditate for five minutes let alone like, yeah. or like who,
1: ha- who has the time you know like i'm a parent i'm working like all this stuff you're like i can't fit this in you'd say yeah. it's easy it's five minutes just take five minutes but can't do it
0: yeah 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 and so i think it's huge and hugely important to realize like it doesn't have to look like that it can look mm-hmm. like a lot of different things and so uh you know, for people that it's not going to work to sit and meditate, like what are some other ways to bring it into to practice? And so for us, it's like a huge thing is getting outside and and this, I can speak for me, but it really going outside, whether that's going for a walk or surfing or going to the beach or just hanging out under a tree is I look at that like a mindfulness practice.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And there's we talked a lot about this before, but there's just aspects of the natural world, the sense, the the like all the way that that nature engages our senses is is like perfect for enhancing our awareness and building our capacity for mindfulness right versus just versus the phone or versus emails or day-to-day kind of computer work that is sort of the opposite is trying to pull us away
1: yeah and i think um you know going back to the idea of you can just do this on a walk um you know it doesn't even have to necessarily be like a walk around the neighborhood like maybe you have you know a minute walk to your car and you just like use that opportunity um to be like fully you know present noticing is it cold is the air crisp is there you know humidity do like that sort of stuff um and if it's a longer walk maybe it's just five minutes of that walk and it's doesn't have to take over your your whole experience or that whole chunk of time um you can just fit it in at the beginning at the end in the middle wherever
0: yeah, yeah. and and i think too if, if it's if there's resistance to, to slowing down it can it can be really active and mm-hmm. fast and it can be doing sprints it can be like doing a martial art you know mm-hmm. boxing jiu-jitsu can be surfing like that absolutely is a mindfulness practice where you're totally in the moment but you're actually going quite quite fast so it doesn't doesn't have to look a certain way it doesn't have to be silent doesn't have to be still yeah. it can be loud yeah and uh fast
1: yeah. Or, you know, it could be, again, like cooking or, you know, cooking. doing the the dishes. Um, sometimes just like taking a moment to notice how the water feels on your hands as you're doing the dishes or um, like thinking about the, the food as you're chopping it and the textures and the smells that come as you cut it up. Um, those are all opportunities to informally practice mindfulness and can be really powerful and sort of get us out of our heads, you know, like these <laughs> spirals that we sometimes get into. Um You know, back into our bodies, back into the moment, and so on. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think just circling back to why this is part of the inner work, I think it sort of goes without saying. But this is—it's not mindfulness. Isn't something you can. It's not like okay, turn off notifications on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-time little thing that you check a box. Yeah. It's a daily practice, or you know, like a moment-by-moment practice that, just like building, like going to the gym and building a muscle, or building muscles. You're not just gonna to go to the gym one time and bench press and be like, "All right, I'm set." Uh, yeah,
1: have crazy wait. arm muscles and leg muscles. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's not it's how it works. it's it's like unfortunately, an ongoing, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's right. an ongoing, more adaptive work. It requires change and it requires. It's gonna look different, maybe like certain times of the the year or day or so. It's about just really being adaptive and also sticking with it. Yeah. Okay. Wait. I wanna. um we haven't done this in a little, little while, a little while. Uh, let's do a challenge, nature and play challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun. So challenges around mindfulness because that's what we're talking about. And here's the challenge. It is try to bring some uh, a new way to practice mindfulness into your routine or into your life. And so mm-hmm. if you normally sit still and meditate or do like a breathing meditation or something like that. Uh, maybe you get out and move in nature, like go on a nature run or, or hike or swim or something like that. You know, if you normally have trouble uh, sitting still, this is just, you know, this is a challenge. Um, challenge yourself to, to more be still. Sit, lay down, and, and I kind of just experiment with new stuff. I think that's the idea with this challenge.
1: Do you know what you're gonna do for yourself?
0: Oh man, um, I think most of my mindfulness stuff is around like being active. So like surf, mm-hmm. uh, workout, yoga, that kind of stuff. I'm kind of, I'm interested in doing more, bringing in more stillness. So I think doing more, like this week, I'll do more of a kind of still breathing practice. Mm-hmm. That's mindful breathing, or more like a kind of an active one, like a, like a Wim Hof or something like that. But cool. it's still still.
1: Yeah. Active, but still.
0: Active, yet still. How about you?
1: Well, you know, I've been having some trouble with my body, feeling sort of achy. My back's been hurting. Um, So I would like to incorporate a practice that's a little bit more about getting in touch with my body and, you know, taking care of my body and being fully in my body. So um, I go through, like, waves of doing yoga and stretching and stuff like that, and I'd like to get, um, you know, a semi-consistent thing going. So maybe every other day doing yoga um, and at least you know, on the days that I'm not doing yoga, doing some stretches for you know healthy back and neck, that sort of stuff. Cool. Yeah,
0: I like it. And so here's an exci- here's something exciting. Mm. If you're looking to mix up your mindfulness practice but don't really have a, an idea of what to do, there's good news. We've got a cool uh, little practice that you can do. So if you go to um, Yeah, if you're looking for some inspiration, you go to our website. We're going to include in the show notes an activity that we've used uh, during retreats or workshops and and in coaching. It's called Engaging Your Senses in Nature, and it's a really cool sort of step-by-step process to uh, bring in mindfulness into like everyday nature experiences. So if you're looking for something new to try out, check out the show notes, and there's going to be a little PDF you can click and download and practice it yourself. Awesome. Well, that will do it. So that's part one of the inner work of wellness in the digital age. Focus on mindfulness. Next time we are going to focus, again, go a little deeper and look at the impact, the importance of mindset on the inner work. Very exciting. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Nature Unplugged podcast. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, basically wherever podcasts are available. Um... And very exciting that we're now on YouTube. We call it NewTube. Check it out if you want to see video action of us doing a podcast. And we would love it if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. That helps us a ton. Be sure and check out natureunplugged.com for more information and resources. Again, you can uh, find more detailed show notes on our website. If you go to uh, the header is free resources, then click podcast, you'll find it there. Thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Things change like seasons out of our control. If you think you should go, I will let you go. Oh, oh.